The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows. Hi, I'm Andrew Hermes, and you're listening to The Secrets of The Batman, where we discuss the hidden layers and deeper meanings of this movie. Joining me today on the panel are David Hanlos. Hi, David. Hello. And Irving Nestor. Hello, hello. Hello. Uh, Before we begin, just want to remind you to uh, be sure to follow Secrets of Movies and TV Shows on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn your favorite podcast app or at the StarQuest YouTube channel where you should click the bell to get notifications. Like I mentioned, we are discussing the Batman. um, And this is the Matt Reeves directed Robert Pattinson uh, starring uh, version of the Cape Crusader uh, that has enjoyed plenty of box office success, uh, critical success and plenty of, uh, view viewer uh, a lot of uh, big time viewership on hbo max um uh i think this was one of the few films that hbo kind of tested that um i think it was a 45 day uh release in, in theaters and then straight to hbo max so um i think it was one of the few success stories where it still play made plenty of money in the box office um with a shorter theatrical run um and then obviously HBO Max getting a ton of subscribers, I think, with its release. Um, but yeah, before we get into the sort of the ins and outs of the film itself, uh, what were your initial uh, impressions of the film? Uh, what did you think of it? Uh, I, just overall, uh, I guess, what's your review, brief review of the Batman? I guess I'll... I'll, I'll uh, um... I'll start by saying I my brief review is I liked it. I just it, it's one of those uh, it's like every bat every um every Batman's uh series of Batman movies seems to be a bit different. In some cases no better or no worse but just different. Uh in my in this it just you have, for me I have to be in the right mood for this for this zone uh, for this one because it's basically Batman, what if they tried to make a Batman film crossed with seven in my mind? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. Whereas if I'm kind of in a, in a goofy move, goofy mood, I'll watch Adam West. So, uh, but th- this is one of those ones. If I, if I, if I really just, uh, yeah, if I'm in the right mood, this, this, I enjoy, I enjoy, I honestly did enjoy it. Um, I didn't expect to enjoy it because I only remember Pattinson from either being in Harry Potter or in Twilight and nothing else. But he surprised me. So I think he did really well. And I thought this was an enjoyable movie. I just had to be in the right mood for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it myself. Um, I am a filmmaker, so um, I'm typically pretty up to date with what's going on in the film world. But this film caught me by surprise, I think, because I had a particularly busy set of months uh, going up to going up to it. Then I saw some promo stuff for it, and uh, I'm always down for uh, a, a Batman uh, retraversal. <laughs> um, I I I actually became a filmmaker off of uh, watching The Dark Knight, 
Um, that was like the big inspiration for me. So anything Batman related is uh, welcome. So yeah, I was, I was curious as to how uh, we would tackle it this time. And yeah, it is super dark. Um, it's literally dark um, in, in terms of the uh, visual language. Um, <laughs> but also, you know, the themes are, um, yeah, seven-esque is, is literally perfect. <laughs> yeah. um, we were really going that d- detective route um, in, in even more noir than noir somehow. Um, but uh, yeah, I... I first few scenes was uh a little um you know testing the waters of the language of this film I was like hmm are we really gonna mm. get like a little too too much with this is it gonna be a little too much but then it became um really understandable the sort of angle the film was gonna take um which i really enjoyed yeah i really really love this film um i you know it's hard to compare you know obviously the what everyone tries to do is compare it to the other batman films and and obviously the dark knight is sort of the universal uh, standard you know for for a batman movie um no and, for adam west sorry yeah oh yeah <laughs> I mean, sorry sorry okay he, he has a special place in in my heart for sure uh i definitely grew up watching um the reruns of the of the tv show um but yeah i i you know, initially, after I watched it, I'm like, oh, this is the best. This is better than The Dark Knight. You know, it's, it's sort of that emotional reaction, um, that, that visceral reaction after walking out of a movie theater. Um, uh, but after having some time with it now and then wa- have, having, wa- had, uh, having watched it a few more times, uh, I would maybe, if I had to pick one, maybe The Dark Knight still edges it out a little more. Um, mostly because of Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker. Uh, it, it, that's what really kind of carried the film, um, for, in my opinion. Um, and, uh, and obviously had the benefit of sort of being that, that first film out the gate that, that, that sort of changed the landscape of, of superhero films. Um, I mean, had the Batman been the first one to come out, I'm sure we'd be talking about the Batman in that way. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like I said, I really love this film. I, I was very impressed, um, as you were David by Robert Pattinson's performance. Um, I was probably a little less surprised because I've been into his lesser known work, you know, after the, the twilight films, um, you know, like movies like good time, um, and, uh, the lighthouse, which I, I really recommend, uh, people, uh, to watch. So I, I, I knew he was going to do really, a really fine job. Um, and obviously being a huge, uh, Matt Reeves fan, uh, I was excited to see his sort of interpretation, um, of, uh, the Batman and, and having been a fan of, you know, since Cloverfield, basically, I don't think he's, he's made a bad movie. Um, uh, the, the Planet of the Apes movies and, and Let Me In, which is also a, a wonderful film. Um, yeah, it, it had all the makings of, of a good film and I think they delivered. Uh, I, I, I love the, the whole noir seven feel again that, that they were going for. And, and, and I, and I think there was a good balance of that and, and, and the sort of spectacle that we, uh, expect with these superhero films. Um, and, uh, you know, it was very dark and gritty again from a, uh, cinematic visual standpoint, but, um, it was, it was actually a surprisingly funny <laughs> film. I thought, uh, uh, you know, b- b- 
Robert Pattinson's take uh, on the Batman. He, he's, I mean, he's so like, like he, he really dives into that emo, you know, like uh, depressed, like persona, like the, the angst that when he's put in like these sort of real world situations, uh, he's sort of unintentionally funny. So I, I found that sort of a, a, a great way to, to kind of add like humor into it. And then, and then obviously, uh, you know, you have the, the, um, the penguin who, you know, is played by an uh, unrecognizable Colin Farrell. <laughs> oh, that was uh, amazing. Yeah. Is this, yeah, the, the, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we'll get more into, into his character as we go on, but, um, but yeah, I mean, down the board, Zoe Kravitz, uh, Paul, uh, Dano as the Riddler, Jeffrey Wright as, uh, James Gordon, John Turturro as Falcone. Andy Serkis is Alfred. I mean, uh, it, 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 re- it really benefited from from having such great actors uh, carrying the the sort of weight of the film uh, throughout it, and 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 I thought it did such a, such a fine job and and brought us something new and refreshing um, to uh, you know a superhero that you know we're gonna see all the time because he's you know it's you know it's Batman, Superman, and obviously uh, the with all the Marvel superheroes, uh, you know, Avengers and that sort of thing, we're going to see cinematically for a long time. Um, uh, and we're going to see recreations of them. Um, it wasn't that long ago that we had Ben Affleck's turn. Uh, so I thought, uh, you know, I had a lot of, of a lot of things could have went wrong and we've seen Batman movies go wrong plenty of times. (laughs) 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 Bat nipples. Um, but, uh, (laughs) But I, I think they knocked it out of the park, um, and I think it, had, it didn't have the pressure of being a part of any sort of cinematic universe. It got to create its own sort of world. So, um, yeah, I thought very highly of the film. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll with that. I think we'll we'll just we'll get into we'll sort of get into like a, a breakdown of the film. Um, but I, I kind of want to just uh, you know. Just get again your thoughts on sort of more of the themes and and what the the film is is conveying rather than you know just going sort of blow by blow what the movie's about. I think enough people have seen it by now. Um, so right off the bat, I mean it just opens up with the, yeah. <laughs> wow, nice <laughs> Sorry. catch. Sorry. Nice catch. I should I should have caught that myself. Thank you for <laughs> catching that. But um, right away we're we're we have this scene of. Uh, which we, which is later to be revealed as the Riddler, you know, spying on the apartment of, of this mayor. Um, and it's sort of this, uh, POV shot, um, uh, right. Of, uh, 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 like a scope or, or, you know, some binoculars and, uh, and it's, it's, it starts off like a horror film. Uh, it starts off like, uh, uh, uh again, we're probably going to bring up seven and David Fincher films a lot, you know, uh, but you know, as sort of that seven, uh, feel to it. Um, uh, and then that film that he did about, uh, a serial killer that's on blanking on right now. Um, it, it sort of reminded me of that as well, but, uh, but it's very, I mean, this is unlike any Batman film that we've seen, um, unlike any superhero movie that we've seen, quite frankly, where it kind of opens up like that. And then he suddenly appears, you know, as the, as the, the, the glow of the TV, uh, uh, pops up and he's right there. And then it's just a very, um, 
I mean, for a P for a PG thirteen Batman film, they were really pushing the the the, the envelope there. Um, I, I think they were right on the edge. Uh, so uh, just a very brutal murder, um, with a uh, um, with a sort of uh, unique uh, carpenter tool that 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 plays a role uh, later in the film. Um, so yeah, just uh, what did you guys think of the opening of the film and 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 how how it got things uh, started? Well, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Irving, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, Irving, <laughs> Irving, go for it. Yeah, no, super interesting. Got me hooked immediately. Um, it's always interesting because um, uh, no one's particularly um, known for this, but like openings tend to give you a good layout of uh, the entire visual language, uh, thematic language of the rest of the film, um, often. And in this case, I immediately got the detective sort of like we're focusing on a mystery and that's like the opening language, which I I really appreciated. And uh, the way it's shot is just brings an intrigue immediately because you're wondering whose point of view are we looking at? You know, what's behind the walls that I can't see. Right. Um, Because we're exterior to the building. Um, So I I thought it was a great way to, to hook an audience into the, the language of the film. Yeah, this when I first saw it, when I started seeing that, that was the that was the first clue. I'm like, this isn't going to be a, you know, superhero film. You know, Batman's list always listed as superhero. This is a this is going to be different. And I was like I said, I was pleasantly surprised the whole time. Just this was a, this was not a um, yeah, this, this was this is going to be solving a this is what this was more about solving crimes than it is about super heroics and vengeance. Of course. <laughs> vengeance. That. I'm, ven- I'm, I'm vengeance. vengeance. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. Speaking of I'm vengeance, uh, we, we get that line um, near the beginning of the film as well, where uh, when we're first, when we first, we first hear Bruce Wayne's voice, um, because another unique thing about this film is that he narrates uh, the, the the movie, um, and we learn that he's been Batman for uh, two years. Um, so again, another uh, sort of unique uh, take where it's not an origin story, um, but he's still fairly young, and the, it's not coming off of a, a previous film. It's not like a sequel, so we're just right in there. He's he is Batman. The Gotham is aware of who this guy is and uh, it's setting the landscape. So in this narration, we 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 see that uh, he sort of describes how how he just comes out of the shadows um, and, uh, you know, wherever there's a dark corner and there's a criminal, they have to second guess themselves or, or watch their back. Because it's like, oh, it's <laughs> is is this guy in a in a bat costume going to jump out and, and and beat me up? Um, and well, yeah, that, for sorry, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, David. What were you saying? Well, and the, this is where I get all analytical. But I mean, this is that that's you know, like you said, that he's inexperienced. Uh, he's, he's only been at this for two years, but um, well, I'd call it two years experience. But you know, in the Batman world, not um, that that's one thing that kind of sets him apart. And say like the um, you know, Nolan by time you know, Darkest Dark Knight or um anything like that where it's like, yeah, he's, you know, he, he, you know, he's definitely got the anger 
and he's got the skills, but he doesn't have like he he comes out of the shadows and he is anger and he angry and he is uh, violent, but he doesn't have the confidence that some of the other uh, that you see in some of the other Batman films. That's uh, where he comes out. He just he just he's he comes out swinging. He doesn't have the he doesn't always you know doesn't automatically you know it would scare me, but doesn't automatically have that like confident. I'm going to strike fear in the hearts of everybody. He's just gonna he is angry and he and people are going to know it. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, and and we see in that in that scene where he uh, confronts the, those you know group of of, of thugs um, with uh, you know the makeup on, and uh, he he picks one out <laughs> and just pummels him almost. I mean, almost to death. You know, he he's he's right at that edge. You know, this is again, and they make it clear in the film. This is a bad man who 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 doesn't kill, um, but he. He is very, he doesn't know his limits yet. I think you're right. Uh, um, you know, he's two years in the game and he still has, he's still carrying that emotional weight of, of losing his parents. And um, he's seeing his city being, you know, torn apart, you know, by, by the mafia and, and, and just watching it crumble. Um, so he has that sort of passion to, to save his city. And, um, you know, he makes that remark to alfred you know at, at some point in the movie is like this is my legacy you know batman is my legacy it's not the company it's it's not anything else um so he that passion is shown in his uh, is taken out through his violence um and 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 we see that in the scene um uh and then you know we now we 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 start to revisit uh the murder scene you know, we saw Riddler kill a guy in the beginning. So uh, we have uh, we, we see Lieutenant James Gordon um, at the apartment investigating and uh, he brings Batman onto the scene because, again, this is a very, very and, and they, they made no bones about this. This is uh, the world's greatest detective. Um, they want to focus on that aspect of the Batman, which is, you know, what he's always sort of regarded as in the comics and, and uh, sort of an element that wasn't always uh, focused on in, in previous films. Um, that's definitely something Matt Reeves wanted to, uh, to, to really convey. And, um, you know, right after that, we, we know that we, we see that James Gordon really trusts Batman. So they already have that sort of relationship. Um, but he's sort of the only guy that, that, uh, can, can vouch for him. Uh, everyone else kind of looks at him funny. You know, it's Halloween day. Uh, I think the, 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 it was the commissioner. That just kind of makes that snarky comment. He's like, "Oh, this must be your favorite day of the year." Uh, <laughs> um, and you know, the the Batman is just sort of brooding and just sort of looking around and and you know, not saying much, but just sort of noticing, you know, clues. Yeah, it kind of feels like if you ever played any of the Arkham games, it's it's like, yeah, it's sort of like, oh, here's there's a clue, that's a clue. I mean, uh, so uh, so yeah, just just in general, I mean, uh, th this sort of emphasis on uh batman as a detective uh what did you guys think of of that sort of take i think there was i mean i think that take was overdue where like you know focusing on the detective work obviously i mean some things you definitely spot on like you know ideas like using a you know, like some of the previous batman just didn't just didn't just you know feed everything to a computer and see what happens but you know he's he's actually like okay this is a site he's using this as a cipher and trying to decode stuff and that's Alfred still has to help a little bit, but it's pretty, I mean, pretty, pretty spot on. I mean, you know, he did make, you know, 
uh, obviously making some, still making some mistakes along the way that even the Penguin had to point out. But, but you know, that's very good. I mean, it's good to see how his mind works. It's not as not just his fists. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought it was a really bold direction for sure because you know when you think of superhero anything people think immediately to how are how is this person going to uniquely punch something you know mm-hmm. that's like the that's that's the selling point um with here um the risk is like is detective work even interesting right to the audience that this movie is you know sort of trying to nab um and i think he did a uh, matt reeves did a great job of, of making it super interesting um, instead of it being sort of like a plot moving point the, the the mystery aspects as it was in like prior Batman movies and this one it's you know fully part of the story um, you know we're wondering the audience is wondering what's going on who is who um, who's caused what the entire time um, and that becomes our focus as the audience too which um, he showed masterfully that that is definitely possible to make that interesting yeah I totally agree um, uh, and and I like how they showed that he's just sort of like in his own league. You know, he's, he's noticing things that none of the other detectives or cops are noticing. And, um, and he's not just relying on, uh, the technology. Um, you know, like you mentioned, uh, uh, David, he's not just, you know, it's not just some fancy device because he's a billionaire. Like, yeah, he has that stuff. Like he has the, the contact lenses that records everything and he can go back and, and sort of uh, uh, revisit, uh, uh, you know, what he what he was analyzing earlier and, and that sort of thing. But, it, you know, he's he's there. He's actually in the crime scene and then he's getting to sort of touch and feel and um, uh, walk his way through. And uh, and I think that, again, he's not say he's really I don't think he has a line. You know, maybe he says one or two things to to, to Gordon. Um, but through the editing and the cinematography, I think they did a really nice job of just just showing visually how he's the world's greatest detective and and how he's just, you know, smarter than everyone in the room. Um, so I really yeah, I really appreciated that um, about the film. Um, yeah, after that, we we uh, well, in that scene, obviously, we get the first riddle. You know, this is the Riddler, the main villain. Um, and uh, there's a cipher. What does a liar do when he's dead? And it doesn't take, uh, you know, Bruce uh, that long to to figure out, like, he lies still. Um, sort of that double entendre there where he's literally lying still because he's dead. But he but also the lies that come with being um, uh, a liar. Right. <laughs> the, the, the lie, the lies mm-hmm. continue. Uh, this is not going to be the first uh, murder. Um uh, the first uh, sort of action taken by the Riddler. Um, after this, we 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 get to see the Batcave. Uh, we we meet Alfred for the first time. This is uh, uh, you know a more I guess a younger. Uh, uh, he you can tell he's been through some stuff. I mean, he has a cane, um, and he's a little more um, involved. Uh, you know, sort of, sort of similar to the Jeremy Irons uh, Alfred, where he's really involved uh, with with uh, Bruce and 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 the detective work. But um, you know, we, 
we find out in the film like he's he's helped train Bruce, you know, uh, his fighting style and, and all that sort of thing. So they, uh, again, a very a different take. We're getting a different take of Batman and and a, and a totally different take on 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 Alfred. Um, and uh, uh, so what do you guys think of this sort of iteration of of uh, of Alfred? Yeah, I, I thought he was super cool. <laughs> um, yeah, um, definitely made me want to learn more. Um, so we'll see how much more we get um, of him in the future. But um, yeah, no, super different. Seemed like we were going to compress some of his uh, Bruce's backstory a little bit into Alfred, which is interesting. Um, you know, different filmmakers have made different choices about that. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, it's a kind of it's this Alfred is not a, a butler. He does not buttle. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It's, this is this is a, a I he's a this guy's like a head of security or something. He's not a. He doesn't. He's not going to make. He's not going to make me a scone. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, but this. He was a. I mean, it, they definitely seem to have a kind of a. It, it, I don't know. I thought it was kind of strange. Where like they, you you could tell that he he he's been through some stuff, but you know, and he's got his own. He's got his own like trauma to work out. But he's trying to pull. It pulled Bruce out of the trauma, so it's like you know, it's trying to pull Bruce out of the trauma to lead a more normal life. It's like pot calling the kettle black here. You're both, kind of, yeah, <laughs> both both could probably use some 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 more. Yeah, and then and we see uh, we see we see Alfred um, sort of ta- try to tackle uh, another uh, a cipher, um, and it leads them to find the word drive, and then. You know, then we get Batman with Gordon going into the mayor's, uh, the the Justice East mayor's garage. They find the car was broken into and it contains a flash drive (laughs) Uh, and uh, a severed thumb. (laughs) That was that was a dark joke. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. The Riddler. uh, Again, I think I thought they did a good job of. of, um you know the riddler obviously being heavily influenced by the zodiac killer um i think uh, both both from a visual standpoint and and uh and from a uh j- just his method um leaving clues and and notes um and stuff like that and then obviously the uh, the movie that i couldn't remember earlier by directed by david fincher's about the zodiac um was was definitely a a, a big influence um so yeah, we we're we're getting more and more uh into the mind of the Riddler and and how he operates and uh um you know with that that with the the severed thumb it's used to uh you know open up this flash drive and we get these incriminating photos right of uh the mayor with this this woman um Annika who is uh outside this club, the iceberg lounge. And then, you know, we're starting to get all the, you know, all these are, all these things are leading to uh, the rest of the film. Um, and uh, the iceberg lounge obviously leads us to uh, Oswald Cobblepot, better known as the, the penguin. Um, and uh, so we see, we see the Batman, uh, you know, go straight to the iceberg lounge. He, uh, and a, sort of a funny recurring thing throughout the film is 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 what's what is Bruce gonna do when he when he gets to the door of the iceberg lounge, 
Um, so in, in, in this first uh, entry, he he's greeted by, uh, you know, uh, a couple uh, thugs at the door and then he just, you know, he just fights his way through them. <laughs> he's, he's Batman. He's like, okay, you guys are no match for me. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, he, we, we meet the penguin. Um, he questions him about the pictures and on all that. And then obviously he, you know, I don't know anything. Yeah. A lot of people come through here. Yeah. That sort of deal. Um, but we notice, uh, you know, he takes a notice of this, this young woman that, that's, uh, a waitress here at the iceberg lounge. Um, and we realize it's uh, Zoe Kravitz, who plays Selena Kyle, uh, Catwoman, and she's working the club. And uh, he notices, uh, you know, a little uh, drug deal go down, a, a drop, I guess, uh, between the Penguin and, and uh, Selena Kyle. So he notices there's, you know, obviously being the with his detective mind, notices that there's something going on there. Um, uh, and uh, so he decides to keep an eye on her. and and. And he notices that she notices the the pictures and sees like, oh, there's probably a connection there with with her and Annika. So he follows her. Long story short, Annika um, is her roommate um, and and a very good friend uh, at the at the very least. Um, and uh, uh, Selena uh, decides to you know sneak out as Catwoman and go to to the apartment, um, go to the car, the closed off crime scene. Um, so yeah, just, uh, with that, let's first, let's, let's circle back to, uh, the penguin because, uh, again, Colin Farrell, I mean, if you, if no one told you it was Colin Farrell, you would never know it was him. Never, never <laughs> would have known it. Never. Uh, uh, so it's really, a, a impressive prosthetics and makeup. And then obviously the performance, um, uh, I think was uh, was superb. Um, so, what do you guys think of uh, Colin Farrell's take on on the Penguin, uh, David? Um, amazing. Um, I would not again. Yeah, I would not have guessed that. Um, just so he he put so much into that. Uh, just because if if he it looked like his you know normal self, I would have like kept comparing him to like bullseye or any of the other or any other psycho characters he's played in the past but he, he's he was let's say what's the phrase he disappeared into the role quite well there you go and without Absolutely. without going burgess meredith he 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 was <laughs> he did what he, he it was great yeah um no i agree entirely he uh had all the bravado the the swagger <laughs> um really captured that really well um he became well he's he was literally larger than than he <laughs> than he actually is um <laughs> but his personality also uh was 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 pretty big on the screen um so I, I enjoyed every every part of his performance for sure yeah he was he was incredible um and again we we, we see the sort of first interaction between uh Bruce and Selena um and yeah we we i think the last time we we had a take on catwoman was uh anne hathaway um in and the dark knight rises um so we have uh zoe kravitz's uh take on on the character and uh yeah i mean uh, there there are plenty of uh 
iterations in the comics of of the Catwoman character and obviously her ties to the Batman. I mean, more recently in the in the Tom King run, it's a, it's a very um you know, they end up getting married. Uh you know, it's it's a very uh uh romantic sort of connection that they have that's very complicated obviously. <laughs> um and I think the the movie does a good job of 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 this sort of uh getting into that uh, aspect of their relationship. Um, obviously th- we're seeing the, the origins of it here. Um, but right away there was, you could tell, and, and, and again, this is, uh, uh I think Panson, this is what he does really well with this performance is he says so much with his eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so whether the mask is on or off. Um, so it's like when you first notice Selena at the iceberg lounge, it's like, you can see the attraction, but at the same time, he's also doing detective work. Um, and, uh, and then obviously as the film goes on, there's, there's, there's more and more of an attraction, obviously mixed in with all the complications of, uh, uh, Selena's, uh, life and, and the life she's, she's chosen. Um, so yeah, what did you guys, uh, think of, uh, you know, Bruce and Selena's relationship and, and how it was portrayed in this film? It wasn't, uh, I didn't want to say just good, just automatically good. Cause it was, <laughs> it was, yeah. but it, it wasn't, uh, yeah, there's a lot with the eyes, even just like that one moment where, uh, they, they're getting ready for that. It was, I wouldn't call it a, st- a sting or that, or whatever. And he's sending her into the iceberg lounge and he has that moment where he's like, look at me. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. So it's just moments like that. They're, don't always happen. That was, that was really that was that was really well played. I'm like the wannabe comedian means like, hey, it works both ways. So it's, it, it was there. There's lots of there was lots of stuff, uh, lots of acting that had nothing to do with dialogue. Yeah, um, as like a a foil to this Batman's like perpetual loneliness, right? Um, <laughs> um, he's sort of like taken on. Um, sort of leads into like the the larger themes in the film, but like he sort of takes on more than a human probably should, right? Um, <laughs> and uh, she sort of provides this interesting um, angle of relief, you know, uh, to that. And I think that's I think that's what uh, thematically they're they're hinting at. It's it's interesting to see how it'll develop. Um, but like you know, what is the uh, core attraction there and how, how will given their both, both of their obvious problems, <laughs> um, how will that, you know, manifest over time? I think that's a, it's an interesting question, um, for sure. And then the eye stuff, I, I agree entirely. This film is almost entirely in the eyes. They, I don't know if they did anything particular to, uh, Pattinson's eyes. I, I wouldn't even be surprised if they were constantly eye dropping his eyes with, stuff that made it water and and uh the red bloodshot you know really gives you the idea that he he's like trying to literally manifest you know what what a human thinks is is justice right he's trying to take on that sort of uh that persona um when uh maybe it's a little bit much <laughs> yeah i think just just with the i mean this is the first time like speaking of the eyes that we see the the black makeup that that's underneath you know uh, in other batman films like that the black makeup just magically disappears yeah. <laughs> it seems like yeah. whenever he you know he takes the mask off um 
so again, I think that's just another example of of showing like just the sort of details of of what it takes to be the Batman. Um, and uh, and then yeah, obviously, just it adds to like the sort of uh, state. It, it, visually, it, it it evokes the emotional state of uh, of Bruce, and and you know, gives him that. You know, sometimes it's it's uh, funny to to mention, but like the the sort of emo look uh, that they were going say, is for. Is that makeup or is he just emo today? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, and they. Uh, I mean, it's it's no secret that that um, Matt Reeves and uh, Robert Pattinson, uh part of the influence of of Bruce's character was um, uh, Kurt Cobain, um, and and then obviously the that Nirvana song that kind of they revisit throughout the film uh, is, is a big part of the, the score. Uh, Michael Giacchino's, I thought brilliant score um, for, mm-hmm. for the film. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I think that, that sort of uh, uh, again, films are, are, are only uh, are heightened so much by, by how good the score can be. And I, and I thought that he it was a brilliant turn by him. Um, and and visually, I mean, Greg Greg Fraser was the cinematographer. I mean, he he did movies like uh, um, he did Dune. So if you've if you've seen Dune, he's uh, and, and how visually stunning that film is. Uh, that gives you a sort of uh, idea of 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 how uh, how good he is at his job. Um, he also did uh, Rogue One, Zero Dark Thirty. Um, so. Uh, again, as amazing cast and an amazing crew behind it, I think all led to the sort of things we're talking about, like those little details in the, in the eyes. I'm sure, you know, uh, Greg had had a big part in, in just light and knowing how to light the eyes and, and feature them uh, visually. Um, and then again, with the score, how to, how, you know, each each character had their own sort of theme. You know, the Riddler has a theme, Catwoman, you know, Batman. Um, and I thought, you know, he knocked it out of the park. Um, so what do you, uh, with that, I mean, I guess, so what do you, what did you guys think of the, the, the score, um, of the film? Um, and, uh, and what do you guys think of, uh, you know, did it, did it elevate the film? Did it, was it okay? I mean, I, I mean, we've had guys like Hans Zimmer do, you know, scores for the Batman, uh, Danny Elfman. I mean, these are the, the biggest you know, names in the game. Uh, so, uh, I don't, maybe hard to compare. They all kind of have different styles, but what did you think, um, uh, of the score compared to the Batman films in the past? I definitely don't have an ear for music, but I guess I'll just say like, you don't know what it's that I, I didn't notice how, how strong the score was until it wasn't there. Cause I was rewatching this just in short order, just kind of looking through this, uh, um, uh, um, the other day I was just rewatching it just to make sure I was familiar with the movie and I had it muted because I, I was just watching it, watching it on low volume with with closed caption while I was doing something else I'm like not and then I turn oh I turned the volume up oh that's what I was missing so <laughs> it's like oh that's why I felt like I was missing something yeah I I well I, one of my best friends is a uh, is a composer um, and uh, so I uh, get to hear his opinions on film scores all the time. And so he's, he's helped me <laughs> to, to, to think about these things a lot more. So I'll always like uh, give an ear to that um, a lot more than I, I would before because of him. And uh, Giacchino has been a, a, a 
just incredible composer for a long time now. Um, one of one of the best scores I think is the incredible score that he did. It's just yes, so, oh my gosh, integ- so integral to that film. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but here he's like equally awesome. Um, it's you know Zimmer's Zimmer's great. You know I'm not. I, I thought the uh, the Dark Knight uh, or the the Nolan trilogy of, of music is, is definitely iconic, but there's like a lot of Zimmerism sort of happening in a lot of uh, movies these days. And it can get really tiresome sure. because people forget melody, which is kind of sad. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Here we have like, you know, it's a lot more muted and dull because that, that matches the uh, aesthetic the film is going for. But at least we come out with like memorable, tunes right um and that's like, like immediately what i did when i came home as i started listening to the score because i remembered it which is like not a lot of movies these days you remember the score after you you delete mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah totally yeah 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 zimmer is sort of the master of taking like one or two notes and just uh knowing how to layer them and and, and play with them throughout a uh you know throughout a film um and then yeah giacchino yeah like you're right it's 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 more melodic and and uh like you mentioned muted but but there's definitely definitely a, a melody there there's definitely something that uh that you remember after the film um yeah i was i was really impressed by it um and and speaking of music in the film uh uh ave maria is 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 uh sort of the movie opens with ave maria um well and and sort of the i guess middle of the film uh, maybe a little before the middle i guess uh when when we get to uh the mayor's funeral it's kind of i I would say that's probably the 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 start of act two um and uh we towards the end we get the riddler sort of singing ave maria himself sort of sort of mocking it in, in, in a in a manic sort of way um which I thought was interesting. I mean, it was, it was obviously a, a, a very specific choice of song. You know, it's it opens and, and almost kind of closes with it. Um, and, and, and it pl- sort of plays a, a part in, in the film. I, I want to maybe just get your ideas of, of sort of the what you thought that um, that the that the song uh, represented in the film. Um, if that's even something that that, uh, that you may be noticed or or thought about um yeah i mean i thought it was a curious thing i I definitely noticed it of course i think it was even the credits i don't know if it was the first credit song maybe it was like the second because i sat there and was listening i'm always interested to hear which things end up in the in the credits um i wasn't sure 100 percent if we were trying we're supposed to make something of that or if it was more so calling back to excuse me um sort of like the like mafioso style movies uh, where we get the same sort of uh, sort of eerie juxtaposed like Ave, Ave Maria in these like really gory scenes. Um, but yeah, that that is a good question. That is a good question. Yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's probably one of those things where you can sort of leave it up to your own interpretation. Um, but, you know, after the, thinking about it and watching the movie a bunch of times i was like well you know it's it's it could just be like uh 
a, a song that that's just like a callback. You know, it's like okay, the, the the movie opens with this song, and then we realize, you know, the more we learn about the Riddler's character, like he was an orphan, he was he was a part of the same orphanage, uh, the, the orphanage that uh, Bruce Wayne's parents started, um, which plays a big role uh, in the film uh, towards the end, um, and uh, I think. It, at the very least, it's just something that ties things together. Um, you know, it's like when we get to the when we get to the funeral scene, uh, the mayor's funeral, it sort of cues up the the Riddler's like you know big attack. Uh, you know, at that at that funeral, um, where you know the car plows in, and uh, and then uh, we see um, uh, the I think it's the DA, right? Uh, um, the, the DA and, and he's, uh, he's got a, a, a bomb, you know, strapped to him and, and they got to figure out, figure that stuff out. Um, but again, it's, it's sort of a cue for the Riddler. Um, and then at the end, obviously the, the, the Riddler is sort of singing it to Bruce while he's going through this, uh, manic episode, um, uh, at Arkham, uh, which is just serves, I think it serves as a reminder of, of where the Riddler comes from. Is like and and then if you I mean and then if you want to think deeper into the song it's like okay it's Ave Maria is about the, you know the blessed you know uh, Virgin Mary uh, the the mother of Christ um, and you know maybe the Riddler sees himself I mean he definitely doesn't see himself as like a godlike figure I, you know he 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 definitely refers to, to himself as a nobody um, uh, he said he says as much. Uh, you know, to Bruce uh, again at the at that pivotal scene at the end, um, and he was kind of relying on, uh, you know, you know Bruce to, to to take the mantle or or at least you know go with him on this journey of of saving Gotham and the way he wanted to save Gotham. So he does see himself as a savior, um, so to speak, uh, because he had this grand plan on on how to. Uh, save Gotham and it was very biblical I mean he wanted to literally flood Gotham yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it, so there's like little biblical ties I guess that go along with it that that you could take from it um, but I thought it was you know at least there's some interesting things that you can sort of take from it um, uh, when you really analyze uh, uh, you know the, the song choice so I, yeah, like you know I thought sense. that I thought yeah I thought that was uh, interesting um at the very least um so kind of you know, moving along in the film again you know i mentioned the the funeral scene uh we you know bruce makes that connection with uh you know the mayor's son like he just lost his father bruce obviously can relate to that um and then we we see this uh uh again a very you know riveting scene um with uh this car plowing into the funeral we find the DA with with a with a bomb around his neck. There's a phone taped to his hand, um, and there's a message for the Batman. So um, he basically, literally, fa- it's a FaceTime with the Riddler, <laughs> and and uh, he he gives a series of riddles, um, and uh, Batman helps uh, with you know the first few riddles, but the ultimate riddle at the end is is asking Colson, the DA, to give up the rat. Right. We, we there, there, there is a rat uh, 
that's tied to all of this and, and why the Riddler is, is doing, uh, uh, doing this in the first place. Um, and we see like, he literally chooses to die <laughs> instead of giving up the rat. Um, because he knew like what that would cost if he gave him up, it would, it would cost probably the life of his family. Um, so, uh, again, it just uh, painting the Riddler as just this, horrifying villain um uh the fact that he can get uh another man to do that to himself um was was i thought again just an an, an added sort of element to the riddler's character that that made him so menacing um uh so after that we get uh you know batman is knocked unconscious by the explosion uh he he wakes up in a police station and uh you know, he has a sort of uh, uh, tussle with the Gotham PD and the Gordon has Gordon has to calm him down. And then <laughs> we get that the that that funny scene with uh, Gordon trying to create a distraction for Batman to escape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where he, has, he asked him to punch him in the face. Uh, and then, you know, later in the film, he's like, you didn't have to punch me that hard. He's like, and, and, you know, and Bruce is like, I, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't think it was yeah. <laughs> um, and we see this cool scene of uh, the Batman deploying his parachute, uh, and, you know, and, and he f- sort of flies under a bridge and then he has this crash landing. Uh, so, again, I think we're, we're seeing the Batman not in his prime. I mean, he, he you know, he we see this sort of uh, initial nervousness, uh, you know, hesitation, you know, before he deploys the, the parachute when he's on top of the building. And uh, and then we see him have that crash landing. It's like, oh, wow. Like in other films, you know, Batman usually does stuff like that. You know, it's it's like butter. You know, it, it, it's it's he, he knows exactly what he's doing. He's totally confident. Um, but again, it goes to the to where we are with this character. Um, you see still young in the game and then probably ha- that might have been his first time having to do that, like in action. Maybe he's practiced it, of course. But maybe that's the first time he's he's had to do it in a in a re- real world um, situation. Um, uh, so then we see, um, I mean, Batman and Gordon. They think Penguin is probably the rat. So they they cha- they they tail him. They they catch him during a grudge uh, a drug deal. And then who's there? Catwoman. You know, she's got her her. She's on her own mission. You know, because. You know, Annika is, is, uh, uh, well, she discovers Annika is dead at this point. She finds her body in the trunk, uh, of, of one of the cars. Um, and, uh, when she tries to go, and then they also discover, uh, a bag of money. Uh, when she tries to go for the money, shootout naturally. So it's, uh, you know, Batman and Gordon are in the shootout and then, uh, he, Batman gets in, in the Batmobile and we get this amazing, amazing chasing. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. it was so, yeah. so riveting to watch in the theater. Um, and, uh, it, 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 like I, I really, I, 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 f- I feel for the people that didn't get to see this in the theaters because it, 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 this scene especially, uh, really lent itself to, to watching it on the biggest and loudest, uh, screens possible. Um, but yeah, after the Batman's chasing him, we get that iconic shot, you know, from the trailer where the penguin flips over and uh, in this car and the Batman's approaching him 
and we see that upside down perspective. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, Peg, they end up interrogating him. Penguin's like, I'm not the rat. I'm not the rat. Um, and they leave him handcuffed, <laughs> which was funny because he's like, hey, you guys just going to leave me here like this. <laughs> uh, um, and then that leads to the Batman getting another message from the Riddler. Um, and that's what leads him to the orphanage. Um, uh, we see a bunch of uh, drug addicts and uh, we see a projector that's displaying campaign footage um, of uh, Bruce's father, Thomas Wayne, um, when he ran for mayor. And, uh, and then they, that's when they realize that Bruce, like Bruce might be the target is the target himself. Um, and, uh, that's when they race back home and then Alfred gets the package and it's a bomb. And then, uh, the Bruce, uh, has to, uh, deal with that. You know, Alfred is sent to the hospital and, um, um, so with that, I mean, what did you guys think of how they incorporated, um, sort of Bruce's family? I mean, uh, in previous films, um, they really didn't go deep into the, the Waynes other than, you know, showing how they got killed, <laughs> you know, a few different times. Um, but really this is the, the, the film and especially the, how the film wraps up is it has a lot to do with, uh, Thomas Wayne and, uh, and Martha. Um, so, so what did you think of the, of the incorporation of, of his family, um, and that sort of direction? And what they had to do with uh, the the plot. Yeah, no, I I loved uh, I loved uh, getting a more fleshed out uh, Thomas and Martha for sure. In terms of uh, you know, obviously we don't we don't uh, get to meet them uh, per se, but uh, we do get to know about what they've been up to, um, and a lot of different. Uh, I mean, thinking of um, the Arkham games, kind of uh, there's there's stuff related to to them as well um which is interesting but we still don't get uh like a, a direct involvement in terms of uh you know directly related to the core plot um and i thought that was really cool that um you know he had to confront the fact that he's older now um, he didn't know what his parents were really doing um i mean he couldn't understand what they were really doing and so he has to come up come to this question of have i essentially idolized my parents when I didn't really even know them. Like, does he even understand them? Um, of course, I didn't think I, you know, when we, when we had to question uh, their motives, I immediately know, knew that the, we're not going to stay here. <laughs> like, that, that can't, mm -hmm. that can't be, <laughs> you right. know, this, this is too important to Batman's character that, that they be good people. So, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, we, we reversed on that, but um, I thought it was a good, compliment to his uh his assumptions um going into becoming the batman it's always there's always been this idyllic vision of of thomas and martha wayne and but i mean so they're it calls into question but they're not by the end of it like they're not saints but they're not uh they're so much so it seems like almost 
almost everyone else in G- in, G- uh, in Gotham City is corrupted to some level. So it's just <laughs> if if they would have been if they were to have been as corrupt too, that really just would have just made the whole movie incredibly depressing. But <laughs> yeah, it couldn't be like but, that. <laughs> no, no, but it's but it's oh, they weren't yeah. they weren't saints, but they were but they were they they still were you know. Now, they still were, were good people worth rem- worth remembering fondly. Yeah, when and, and we learn that when when Bruce visits Alfred in the hospital and and he sort of confronts him about what his parents did or what he thought they did, and and Alfred was like, "No, no, they're your parents were good people, and 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 uh, um and and they were you know he they find out that this reporter gets killed and and he and uh." You know, it's implied that, you know, Thomas, uh, you know, had had the reporter killed because of what they knew about Martha and because she had some some mental health issues and was in and out of, uh, you know, hospitals. Um, but it was really Falcone that that directed the hit. Um, and uh, and it was because Thomas was had to, again, he's running for mayor um, and, you know, you get in bed with like, you know, certain people you normally wouldn't when you're running, you know, when you're in the political game. So he, he sort of underestimated uh, that relationship with Falcone and, and, and it ended up uh, with this reporter being killed and which is what led to, you know, his and Martha's death is, is uh, he was going to go straight to the police and, you know, uh, admit to, to what happened. And uh, Falcone, you know, had to do what Falcone thought he had to do. And, and, uh, so we learned that. And then there's this pivotal scene, uh, in the hospital where, um, you know, Bruce forgives Alfred, you know, uh, he, uh, he, he, you know, earlier in the film, he, he had given, you know, he, there's a line early in the film where he tells Alfred, like, you're not my father, you know, when, when Alfred's trying to give him some, some advice, um, and uh and he realizes that he can't stand to lose you know alfred or anyone close to he i mean bruce thought he had released all these sort of emotional ties one would have with friends and family but he he realized like that alfred is this sort of father figure to him and is someone that he cares about and and he can't stand to lose him um and and they share like this this nice moment they hold hands and Bad signal shines. Um, <laughs> of course. Uh, uh, so what did you think of this moment? I thought this was a real turning point for Bruce. Um, you know, again, we were here two, two years in as Batman and this sort of uh, uh, just very violent and, and, and sort of no, no holds barred uh, sort of uh, tactics that he would use against criminals. I think, I think now, I think here where where he realizes that he has this sort of empathy and and uh family that he's that he's uh realizing that he has um I thought this was uh sort of the first um s- sign of him maybe making a turn towards that superhero that we know that that he can be uh, what do you guys think of, the, of that scene I thought that was yeah I I agree with what you say there cuz is you know instead of just being anger and vengeance, he could just he could actually there's a chance he could actually be what what you consider a hero. But there's all I mean, uh, 
this probably also what comes to be uh, comes from being married to a licensed mental health therapist for years. Yeah, uh, he you mentioned we've mentioned several times where he's not he's not that experienced in being Batman yet. Um, one thing's also pretty apparent by this point: he's not really that good at being Bruce Wayne either. He he, he doesn't he he's more comfortable right. being in 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 the bat suit than he is actually being out as a person. Um, that, you know, this moment with Alfred is one of the few times he's actually really actually trying to be a person, you know, the, you know, that we keep talking about his, uh, how his eye his eye, you know, his, his eyes are like so expressive, but like, he's like trying, he's, he spends a lot of the time using the bat suit to like, you know, when he has the mask off, he looks like he's in pain the whole time. <laughs> so right. it's like, so this is like, this isn't just to me, it's not just about him just l- learn, turn to be a hero. It's like, I think he's. He he's he needs he needs Alfred to actually be a person too. So it's not so he's trying to learn to be Bruce Wayne and Batman. Yeah, I thought it was funny that he uh, Alfred's in the hospital. He walks in and the first thing is like a question about his parents. I thought that was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, you're gonna ask me like, how, how are you doing? doing? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, but I, I I still thought that was super fitting to the the emo Batman that we're we're, we're dealing with here, um, and I thought it was really really great in the sense that like you know it connects to all the themes again like everything you're saying, um, you know him being it's like his whole being is being killed slowly by trying to be, um, you know essentially he's kind of trying to be God right like in 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 a way. He's trying to take, you know, the role of vengeance into his own hands and, you know, bear all of that. And it's breaking him. Um, and so, um, you know, him tr- starting to become a little bit more human here with Alfred. Yeah, I agree. That's definitely a turning point towards uh, towards a, a better Batman, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we see this almost immediately when, uh, you know, the, the, the bat signal shines and then, you know, him and Gordon, they 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 find that Selena caught this corrupt cop, um, who we learn you know earlier. Well, we learned a few things earlier. Uh, we learned that Falcone that she's the biological daughter of Falcone, um, and uh, we and we learned that this corrupt cop that she's apprehended ha- had to do with uh, uh, on her friend Annika's death, um, and she's literally about to shoot the guy and. You know, Bruce is like talking her out of it. And then, uh, you know, the, the, this guy, this corrupt cop, uh, Kenzie, he, he basically says, everyone's working for Falcone. Falcone is buying everything, even all, all, every, all of Riddler's victims. They're all work. They all work for Falcone. Um, and he's, he's, he basically runs Gotham. He has the, the Gotham PD in his pocket. Um, and, the the you know the mafia it's it's all Falcone and um uh we we hear that recording um where where we where we see hear Falcone question Annika and uh, right before her murder um and then that sort of spirals Selena into a rage and she kicks Kenzie over the ledge and then Batman has to you know catch him and then uh. So, you know, Selena gets away, she gets to the iceberg lounge and she's there to kill her father, her biological father, Falcone herself, after learning all this. Um, but, you know, she tries to do it. 
there's a, there's a, a lot of, emo, uh, again, uh, it's, it's her biological dad. So there's a lot of some hesitation, a lot of rage, a lot of emotions going on. So that kind of gives Falcone um, an attempt to, to overpower her. And then he tries to kill her. Uh, but then Batman comes in, make a time punches him in the face. Uh, and then he calms, tries to calm Selena down from, from killing him. And, uh, so gets arrested justice. Right. Um, but, uh, uh, he gets killed anyway. <laughs> There's a shot that at first looks like the penguin might've taken because he, uh, he sort of pulls out looks. Yeah. I was reaching, um, you know, the Falcone kind of insults him uh, on the way out. And, uh, um, but the the shot comes from an, an apartment window uh, down the street, um, and uh, they head over there, and it's empty. Um, they get a tip that someone saw the Riddler go down the fire escape, and he's just sitting at a diner. <laughs> uh, the cops find him, they arrest him. He there's no, uh, uh, you know, he's not fighting back. He, there, he he's just like accepted his his fate. You know, um, we learn his name's Edward Nashton. Um, he's an accountant. So, so far, very unassuming things. Um, they lock him up at Arkham and then the Batman goes to, uh, interrogate him. Uh, and then in this scene, uh, uh, we, we learn that, you know, he's uh, how, the Riddler has envied uh, Bruce Wayne um, because of uh, who he was, you know, being the son of, you know, rich parents and all the attention that he got. Um, so th that jealousy is sort of dated back to his time at the orphanage. Um, and he, he sort of rela like related to Bruce and that they were both orphans, but uh, obviously Edward was much less privileged. Um, and uh, you think at first that he knows that Bruce is Batman, but but then uh, you know even Bruce himself kind of gets that that sort of uh, hint. But um, then we see that the Riddler has this sort of fantasy that the Batman is on his side. You know, uh, he he kind of relates to the Batman because he's also this guy who's was wearing a mask and, and is, you know, running around and, and sort of trying to clean up Gotham. Um, and, and when the Batman tells him like, dude, I'm not on your side. Come on. <laughs> he, he just, uh, this obviously causes a, a mental breakdown. Uh, and, uh, and he, and he, and he sort of, he tells him like, yeah, I had this master plan and you were a part of it. And, and, uh, uh, so, it's like, oh wow, there's one more thing, you know. <laughs> there's another. I was like, you're not done. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So yeah, they go back to the apartment, and then uh, there's they find this password uh, to this encrypted video. But by the time they get to this video, you know, it was uh, that was a call out to sort of the Riddler's supporters um, who 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 are are now willing to uh, uh, help him uh, take on this sort of gotham cleansing um and then uh yeah we 
again, we see that that carpenter tool that that the Riddler used in the beginning to kill the mayor. Um, that's something that that Bruce notices, um, and they use it to to uh, pry open the 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 was it the, was it carpet or wood flooring? I don't remember I what it was. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, but uh, they see this master plan drawn out uh, underneath the carpet, and they basically he's going to he has these vans situated in certain areas, and he's going to flood Gotham. This sort of uh, again, this biblical uh, cleansing of Gotham City, um, and uh, yeah, which leads which leads to um, the realization that he's too late. <laughs> So we get that that sort of twist there to where all the vans blow up and it, Gotham gets flooded uh, and it's election night and uh, we learn uh, who the new mayor will be. And then, you know, she's giving a speech uh, uh, at this uh, arena that, that looks exactly like Madison Square Garden. Um, and um, so uh, they. uh there's this whole pivot, like this huge, big set piece action scene where these guys dressed up as a Riddler um, are inside this arena. They they attempt to assassinate the the, the newly elected mayor. Um, Batman comes in, um, and he's uh, fighting all these thugs. And then Catwoman shows up. She helps. Uh, the The water gets up to a level to where Batman needs to literally save people from drowning. He, he opens up, he uses this flare and he's leading these people out. You know, again, it's a visually a very, very sort of stunning uh, scene with this. It's only lit by this red flare and he's literally leading these people, you know, into to, to safety. Um, to your point, to your point earlier point, this is actually heroic behavior. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was that, that was what I was. Uh, yeah. W- what I was trying to get to here was, you know, now now that we see Batman, uh, not not just go, you know, he he can face these thugs and he can, uh, you know, beat them up. But we see here there's a different sort of uh, priority, and it's it's to save people's lives, um, and it's to um, uh, make sure that he can save as many people as possible um without anyone getting hurt um instead of inflicting as much pain as possible um to his enemies um and i think it was a really cool again that that shot of him leading the people out it's it's again it's like very biblical it's like you know leading the the people to the promised land or you know just uh uh it's you know gotham literally did get flooded so maybe it was you know gotham is sort of getting cleansed but it's also batman uh and Bruce Wayne going through that transformation and he receiving that 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 cleansing. Um so what did you guys think of this ending? I mean this this sort of uh you know from the point of the the, the Riddler um revealing his plan um and and how everything played out and 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 how do you see uh, Batman coming out here uh like you mentioned, you know, is, is he a superhero now? Is is he does he seem ready to 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 really be the that type of uh, heroic figure? Um, 
And, you know, maybe what are, maybe are, are there any themes that you sort of caught on to um, or, or, or anything at all that you thought about the, the way this thing wrapped up? Yeah. I mean, um, I, I loved the, the, the ending. Um, I thought it was extremely fitting. The one thing that I, I, I gripe about a lot with um, a lot of films is that they're very afraid to moralize the ending. Um, and just put it in a moral context and be rather uh, pointed about it. Um, you know, it's something that is um, like if you go back to writing from like a, a Shakespearean perspective, right? A lot of times you get like a soliloquy at the end. And in that soliloquy is basically the entire encapsulation of the whole thing. In today's cinema, it's viewed as like cliche or like uh, just over overbearing or something like that. And I think that's a really sad way to look at these kinds of things. They can be some of the most beautiful parts of movies and some of the most celebrated parts of movies are those endings that are essentially a soliloquy, you know, um, about what the film is about. And here we actually got it, which actually surprised me when I started hearing um, Robert Pattinson's voice narrating the end i was like oh we're actually going to get a soliloquy at the end <laughs> at the end of this which surprised me um it's almost the last thing besides like the the sort of catwoman ending uh, that happens after it but it couches everything very nicely in a moral context of what does it mean to care for people right like what does it mean to be a hero essentially and that's kind of what the film is about so yeah, and I I think I was sitting in the, the theater. Audience seemed very captivated, so I don't see why not we we can have more of that, that kind of stuff. And it's they're called cliches because it works really well when it's done right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's he's gone from hurting people to wanting to help people. Maybe that simplifies it, but you know now he he actually wants to help instead of just beat people down. Or you know, beat you know, beat it, take his anger out on people. Yeah, he we, yeah, we see him literally like risk his life, and then, um, you know, he comes out and he, <laughs> this I mean, just just as a as a side, he 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 takes this adrenaline that that kind of looks like you know the the venom that Bane takes in the comics <laughs> that mm-hmm. juices him back up. Uh, I um, hope it's not that, but it looks like it. I don't. Yeah, I I think it, I think that was more of an Easter egg. I think it was just adrenaline you know because it's a very grounded uh you know batman setting so i'd be surprised if it was anything like that but um i have the um, i have the original trade paperback of that original venom thing that was a pretty that'd be a pretty rough movie or miniseries yeah sure yeah i i i agree um but uh but yeah i i uh like you mentioned this is not the ending ending I mean, it's it's sort kind of had a Lord of the Rings uh, quality to it. It was like, oh, you think it's the end, but um, we see, you know, the city uh, is underwater, um, and we see the penguin uh, sort of looking looking out to Gotham, the Gotham, uh, you know, sky skyscape, and uh, thinking about, you know what does he do now now falcone is dead and and what what is this sort of power struggle going to be going forward um which i think is going to be really interesting if they can uh, there is a there is going to be a penguin uh hbo series so i think that's something they're obviously going to explore um and that I, i'm excited to see um 
And yeah, again, you mentioned that with the narration and the, the soliloquy yeah. <laughs> that we get from Bruce, uh, we see, you know, he's, he's, he's going to try to be a better person and then not be driven by, by vengeance. Um, uh, and then we get this scene, this int- very interesting scene, um, where the Riddler is just crying and, and, and just sad over the news that, uh, Batman saved the day. Um, and then we hear uh, a cellmate, <laughs> uh, you know, who has a uh, a particular laugh, um, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, basically it tells the Riddler, "Hey, cheer up! I'll be your friend. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe they can team up or something." Uh, you ain't never and, had a friend like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then obviously there's a popular uh, uh, deleted scene that that we got. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen no, it. Oh, actually, where? No, I haven't. Yeah. Oh, you guys have to check it out. So there. So if you know, uh, real quick, if you notice uh, at the end of the film, if you stay through the credits, it flashed a uh, a URL. Um, if you go to the URL, there was like this sort of riddler you know cypher clue game that he had to play and then it eventually led to this deleted scene of uh the batman uh uh going to arkham asylum to talk to the joker about the riddler um and it's so yeah look at it's on youtube you guys should watch it uh you get more of you actually get barry keegan as the joker and giving it at that batman literally goes to him for advice on how to deal with the riddler (laughs) Uh, it's a pretty cool scene, which is a, a great callback um, to the comics where every time Batman would catch the Joker and if the Joker was an Arkham, the Batman would use Joker as a resource. Um, so um, so I thought that was cool, but I, I thought it was it was right that they didn't put it in the film. I don't think it would have fit. I think it would have s- sort of the Joker is just such a obviously a big presence. Um, uh, I think it would have taken away from maybe the Riddler's shine. Um, but we do get that little tease of, of the Joker there at the end. Um, uh, and then we get the the sort of goodbye or see you later between Bruce and Selena. Uh, uh, Selena says um, she's deciding to go to, um, gosh, what's the name of the city? Uh, can't think of it off the top of my head, but the city that she mentions that she's going to um is an actual city from the comics uh, where a lot of stuff goes down as well. So again, another Easter egg or maybe a clue as to where Selena will be in, in sequels, um, where, wherever we'll see her. Um, and they part ways. And then uh, we had the, the, the film ends. Um, so what do you guys think of that sort of ultimate ending of the film before the credits roll? Uh, what do you think of the Joker uh, the Joker scene, and and what did you think of how uh, Bruce and Selena uh, left things? Oh, um, they, she went to said she was going to go to Bloodhaven. By the way, Bloodhaven. Was, thank you. Yeah, good call. Um, I think that, I mean, it was. I'm going to say I, it was a good one. It was uh, probably best way they could end it i mean they the they couldn't they saved the day but you know the city's still kind of underwater it's it's it there there wasn't a gonna be a super heroic justice league you know everything's back the way it was but this is it, it's it it leaves a lot of room for for more stories so 
I thought it was a good way to end it. Yeah, I thought I thought it was super interesting. Um definitely alluded to to more. <laughs> um again, I didn't know much about uh about things uh going into this film, so I didn't know what they were planning to do with him and it was pretty obvious by the end of it. I was like, okay, there's gonna be more that's interesting. I I love also anything to do with um people's interpretations of the Joker. I find them endlessly fascinating. Um the Batman Joker combination can never be exhausted in in my opinion. Um there's so many ways to take it. So curious to see how they'll take it um this time around i wonder if there's going to be a a, i've always wanted a cinematic um focus on arkham or so i wonder if that'll happen um because that that'd be super cool (laughs) that'd be really cool i totally agree and and i think that's sort of the the direction they might be headed because uh arkham was sort of more of a focus in this film we see batman go there um uh obviously at the end and then there's a deleted scene where he goes to visit the joker um and yeah i think again we 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 don't see any real main villains die except for falcone so it's like we got the riddler in arkham the joker's in arkham i think what this film does does more than any other film before it is is present sort of the rogues gallery of batman villains um and opens up the possibilities um because we still have the penguin we saw and obviously riddler and and joker are still out there and then who knows uh who else mm-hmm. um uh yeah i thought it was it was a great way to end the film and um now that there's a sequel that's been confirmed that's no surprise no no uh yeah <laughs> uh where do you think they might go? I mean, do you have any predictions as to maybe who the villain might be? Do you think it will be the Joker? Do you think they'll they'll wait? The, um, wh- what direction do you, do you think it'll be? I, I know I read a recent interview with with Robert Pattinson that um, he really loves the Court of Owls uh, storyline from the comics. Um, I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with that. I know they kind of visited yeah. it in the Gotham series, which was not that good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, I thought the court of owls is, is, is a very popular comic run and, and one that I enjoyed. So, I, and I think this sort of world lends itself to that story, this sort of uh, secret society, you know, hidden underworld of Gotham. Uh, I think that th- this sort of Gotham that we've, that we're, that we've gotten, uh, I think would fit perfectly for a court of owls storyline. So uh, just, just interested to know what, what you guys uh, would like to see or where you think they might go. I, I think court, something like the court of owls. Yeah. I heard of that too. would, would probably, I mean, Joker is, I, I take that back. I was about to say Joker is easy, but Joker's not easy. Doing the Joker right is hard. Heath Ledger is going to be hard to, I mean, just basically it'd be, it'd be hard to do another Joker one without thinking that through. Cause Heath Ledger did it so well. Um, Court of Owls would be really interesting because that kind of that would just like you said sync up with the fact that just Gotham you know the many other Batman shows have, have done it but this one does it particularly well there's this sense of just Gotham is just corrupt and just entrenched there, there's just this inherent um, corruption where no one is is who they sit who they you think they are 
And that would, the Court of Owls would just go right along with that, where it's a society that has been there as long as, as Gotham has existed, if not longer. And from there, you could, you know, if you, if you had the Court of Owls as kind of the backdrop of the movie, you could, you could find a way to pick up, pick any, uh, a whole bunch of people out of the rogues gallery and find a way to make it work. Yeah, I, I just looked it up real quick because um, I'm not terribly familiar, and I agree entirely. I think that would be up up this franchise's alley for sure. Um, yeah, I have no idea. Do we know how many films they're they're going there? Is it like a trilogy? Like, do we have any uh, information on that? Nothing official. I mean they 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 announced that they're definitely doing a sequel, um, mm-hmm. and they are what's unique about this film is that they're going to be like spin-off series. So there's, yeah. uh, we're getting the penguin series. Um, and then there's a bunch of rumored series. There could be like, a uh, a sort of Gotham PD series, I think was rumored. Um, I don't think anything official has been said about it, but I think Let's the only official here. one so far is the penguin one, but there could the be G- a Catwoman thing. So the, the GCPD, you know, the, um, okay, take it for what it's worth because this is wikipedia.com. But, uh, sure. Uh, the GCPD series looks like it was canceled. Penguins okay. going, for, going forward. And yeah, I when, think I heard that too. Yeah. And then I think so I heard it was canceled. there's some kind of un, uh, and last, la- the last thing on that paragraph says untitled Arkham series. When revealing that the GCPD spinoff series was not moving forward in March. 2022 Reeves explained that it had led to work on a new idea based on Arkham Asylum. Even better. No, I would love to see that. Oh yes. boy. Yeah. He said, yeah. he says he envisioned a horror horror tone with Arkham being depicted as a haunted house. Well, yeah, I would too. Yeah. yeah that's an easy. Yeah. That's love easy. it. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So I think obviously, I mean, I think as far as the movies go, I think as long as it's people are going to watch it and they're making tons of money, I think they'll keep making them. Um, you know, Robert Panson is, is, is still, re- you know, relatively young. And, uh, you know, I think as, as long as he and Matt Reeves want, wants to do it, I think, you know, I'd love to at least see a trilogy of films and then, you know, some series that go along with it. Um, and yeah, I would love to see Court of Owls. I would love to see uh, a kind of maybe grounded take on Mr. Freeze, uh, what, what that might look like. Um, Cause he is a very interesting character and there, there are some more grounded takes on him from the comics that I think would work well. Um, well, yeah, I mean, uh, being a, a huge Batman fan, I, I would love to see any sort of villain just as long as it's done in the right way. And I think, you know, the it's in good hands uh, with, with, with Reeves and, uh, and Panson and the rest of the cast. So um, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm definitely excited for uh, uh, the future of this franchise. Um, and and where it can go um yeah and before we wrap up what, did you guys have any uh final thoughts um uh about the film or or, or the future dc stuff like this is pretty much the reason i still uh, well i take that back i take that back this combined with the fact that hbo max has has decades of sesame street content for my kids is those are the two yes. reasons why oh i have my hbo gosh. max <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two reasons I have HBO, the HBO Max uh, subscription at this point. So I'm, yeah, like you, I'm looking forward to the stuff that D- DC doesn't hit the heights of Marvel like every single time. But man, they do some interesting stuff. Yeah, totally. I agree entirely. And one of the, the things, if, if 
if if someone said you could only make you know three films in your entire feature films your entire life and they said and it all have to be batman i would 100 <laughs> percent. there's just so much to explore i love it love it love it yep. um so whenever there's another uh representation even if it's not the best um <laughs> i'll still uh, i'm still interested to see what the take is you know it, it tells you a lot about the filmmakers tells you a lot about uh even maybe the mood of the time um and it's it's super cool so i'm excited to see what happens hopefully it's not too bloated um <laughs> uh, because i think right. dc stuff uh as a as a matter of record has has worked a lot better in, in more contained formats so hopefully they mm-hmm. they know when to to put an end to it um so it's hopeful absolutely yeah i totally agree and I, and again i think i think matt reeves proved that he can do um a good trilogy with the the planet of the apes films um so so i think uh yeah he he, he He's never missed yet, uh, in my opinion. So, um, so I'm, I'm very excited and, uh, yeah, I think I'm very interested. I mean, I loved Batfleck, you know, he wasn't in, I don't want to say his movies were the best, but I thought he was a great Batman. Um, and, uh, we're getting, uh, Michael Keaton back mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in the flash film. Um, I mean, if, if that ever comes out, if you're following the Ezra Miller news, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm give me all the Batman. I, I'm right there with you. Uh, I, I've, I've loved Batman since I can remember. He's always been my favorite uh, cartoon character, combo character, you know. Uh, and now my, some of my favorite movies are Batman movies. So um, can't wait for what we get next. Um, and uh, with that, uh, just before we wrap up, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create secrets of movies and TV shows, including Monica V, Adam N, Lucas D, Russell T, and Joe S. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of movies and TV shows and all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Uh, that's it from us. Uh, what did you think of the Batman or what we had to say about it? Um, let us know by commenting on the show, posting at sqpn.com slash secrets or the StarQuest Facebook page, or send us an email to secrets at sqpn.com or visit the StarQuest Discord community at sqpn.com slash discord. Until next time, Irving, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Um, and David, thank you as well. Always a pleasure. And once again, I'm Andrew Hermes. Thank you for listening to the secrets of movies and TV shows on StarQuest. Quest.